prison it's an uh the prisoner podcast hi i'm matt there is mark hi here is mark we're gonna mark's gonna chime in a bit today about today's episode the chimes of big ben you're like is this the next one i didn't actually check and then i watched on youtube instead of my dvd so i'm just i'm giving you the benefit of the doubt i checked the numbers so like If we have to switch, if this is the wrong order, you have to go and dub in someone saying, like, Dutch DVD order or whatever it is. <laughs> you just well, dub, not- dub in fifth episode. I don't, we don't say which episode it is anyway, so. Well, this is the fifth episode. Oh, now you've done it. Okay. Well, you have to dub over it if 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 I messed up. So now there you you've go. you've done it. Right. Okay. <laughs> You're trapped Tell forever us- in the editing village. Tell us the trivia on this episode. All right. Don Chaffee returns to direct for the fourth and final time. After this, he will move on to direct episodes of TV series such as Man in a Suitcase and the film A Twist of Sand. This was actually the first episode broadcast after the pilot in both the UK and the US, as in the second episode total. But, but, it, was the fifth, but it was the fifth episode produced. Uh, this episode is written by Vincent Tilsey. He will be back to write one more episode of The Prisoner after this uh, much-hated episode. Uh, Tilsey wrote for many other TV series, penning episodes for series like Man in a Suitcase Ooh, and again. Diamond Crack Diamond. I thought I thought this episode was Man in a Suitcase. I just try to keep. I just try to repeat. A lot of these people just worked on the same stuff. They were I figure if I repeat things, Super then friends. it'll be a lot trippier and weirder. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we have our first recurring actor, basically, or second recurring actor, third butler. Uh, Peter Swanwick returns as the supervisor, a.k.a. the controller, uh, that bald guy you see in the control room. Um, he previously appeared in the pilot. He's one of very few recurring actors on this show. He'll be back for six more episodes after this. This was one of his last roles as he died in 1968, and it's probably the one he's well, most well-known for. Previously, he started in production such as You Pay Your Money and Carve Her Name with Pride. No, You Pay Your Money. No, You Pay Your Money. Mm. That's probably what the movie is. It's just two people yelling at each other. Uh, this number two is played by Leo McKern, an Australian actor who mostly took TV roles. He starred in Confess Killer and the Running, Jumping, and Standing Still film. Notably, he'll be the <laughs> the first number two that will eventually recur in future episodes, and those will be the last two episodes. So we will be seeing him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the role of Nadia Rakovsky, a.k.a. number eight, is played by Nadia Gray, who was born... Nadia Kujnir Herescu in Romania. I said so many words and it made me mess up Romania. She fled Romania with her fighter pilot husband in the late 40s during the communist takeover and settled in Spain and was primarily an actress in theatrical films such as Wife for a Night and I Like Money uh, and also La Dolce Vida. Uh, Her her characters in those films also Nadia? 
Probably. <laughs> there is at least one. I think she's Nadia in La Dolce Vita, actually. Uh, like her she role the... <laughs> but she wouldn't respond if you called her by any other name. She's like, what? I don't gonna, get what you're trying to do. I'm going to say her grasp on the English language since this is her last role listed in IMDb. I don't know if she ever really picked up the whole English thing. Right. <laughs> but anyway, her role in The Prisoner was her last major acting role. I just said that. She retired from films, remarried, and settled in America and began headlining as a singing cabaret star. She died in Manhattan in 1994. Finlay Curry plays the general. He was a veteran actor of both TV and film, having acted previously in Mr. Cinders and I Know Where I'm Going. He had a few more roles until his death, which was also in 1968. I could keep responding to these film titles, but I'm, I'm really like trying to just hold myself. I'm daring you to respond to them. Kevin Stoney appears as Colonel J. He was a veteran. Best killer. Most... <laughs> I did it. Uh, he was a veteran, mostly TV actor who would continue to have a long career after this. He would appear later in Special Branch and When the Boat Comes In. And finally, Richard Wattis plays the role of fathering gay. He was in Mr. Lord Says No, Norman Conquest, and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Most relevant, most relevant to this show, though, he uh, was in Danger Man, playing Patrick McGowan's contact. It's, it's funny, you're, uh, you're talking about repetition. You were finished, right? Yes. Okay, sorry. That's that, why I said finally before that last name that I said, which is uh, the see, last I, one. I picked up on your subconscious clue then. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, um, subconscious. Right. Um, so I was watching this last night. Like I, I told you, I was watching on YouTube because I'm lazy and didn't want to grab the disc from the other side of the room. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I, I stopped it and put it back on this morning. But somehow it was like showing the pilot like it was like 20, like it was the same amount of time in, but it had changed videos to the pilot. Mm -hmm. So arrival. So I, I just want to read my notes from that part. First, I'm just <laughs> talking about Rover again, but it's probably Rover's kind of cute. I'm like, wasn't this beach chase in last week's episode and the one before that? <laughs> Maybe it's a statement on the repetition of series <laughs> television. Hey, this is totally the MK Ultra Hospital. More repetition. <laughs> I mean, he did just leave inside of a box on a boat instead of on a boat. You know, it's not. We yeah. didn't exactly reinvent the wheel here. He was on a boat first time, so there was a repetition. But I think no, I watched, well, you don't get it. He was in a box. I think I watched a good five minutes, and I was like, yeah, I feel like they've done this before, and oh, this is the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, there is one uh, I also watched on YouTube, and there's one version on YouTube where the video just freezes, and then the subtitles play out for the rest of it. Oh, that's exciting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's... That was so, uh, so didn't get, work. Get your own, you know, get your own set. Don't trust YouTube unless your own set's on the other side of the room and they're therefore inaccessible. <laughs> well, I found another version on YouTube that was sped up to dodge copyright. Yeah. <laughs> I so, like the legal version. Take like two steps to get it. Um, here is yeah. the plot for the chimes of Big Ben. It's yeah. arts and crafts time at the village, but first, number six has a new neighbor. It's number eight, or Nadia if you're nasty. Nadia has number six's rebellious streak and makes her own failed escape from the island. But she's knowledgeable, especially in regards to the location of the village. Number six enters that aforementioned arts and crafts contest, wins, buys another work of art with his prize, 
Then he and Nadia build a boat with it and sail off. They meet Nadia's contact on a beach who stuffs them into a box and ships them to London. Number six has a confrontational meeting with his old boss, but the clocks are off and it's all a show. This is not London. It's just a facsimile of his boss's office in the village. Nadia's only purpose was to facilitate this situation happening. Okay, that, that's the plot. I'm done with that's the plot. That's the plot. You're done with the plot. Yeah, Um. I guess... I so, think like, this... I, I want to know, did you also, when he figured out the thing with the clock, did you have to, like, pause and rewind and be like, wait a minute, and work but... through how that worked? Or did you just take him at his word, or did you understand exactly what he was talking about the whole time? Because <laughs> I was kind of thrown by it. I took him at his word. I assumed if I went back and thought about it, it would make sense, but I couldn't be bothered to do that. Yeah, that's sort of what I did. I I think I paused it once and was just like, wait, uh, okay. Maybe you have to be familiar <laughs> with London traffic patterns to really get it. I think uh, metric time is like, what, 100 minutes in an hour? Yeah, I think that's right. And then like 10 quatloos in a second or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's why. Yeah. I mean, I've been in Japan so long. It's like I, all I can think now is the metric time. You know, I can't even remember how you tell time. I can't tell time anymore. Yeah, imagine multiples of six. Like, why? That's so satanic if you do it three times. Yeah, it's three hours. The length of a satanic three hundred minutes ritual. Um, <laughs> I think this. I think this is my favorite number two so far. He just kind of. I, I guess that's why he comes back. Maybe so. I mean, he was just having so much fun and kind of kind of yelling a lot. And, you know, he fit into a, one of those little like futuristic dome chairs that he obviously what that is obviously too small for him, but he just fit in there anyway. I mean, he was he was delightful. I think he, he was more like a Batman villain than, say, the other ones. Yeah, maybe. Especially with the arts and crafts show, which which was the highlight of this episode with all the uh, number two art. <laughs> I, th I think it's just sort of a thing where he just kept it going so much. He kept he kept commenting on number six being funny, and it's like just the kind of thing that a kind of a crappy boss would do, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that was the other reason I got hoodwinked by. See, I I got I got mind blown village style by watching the first one again for five minutes because then. <laughs> Because then it, it abducted you to the first episode. <laughs> it did. Because then he gets back, and then there's like, I'm the new number two. And I was like, oh, that's too bad. I, we didn't finish out with the other guy who we did finish out with. But yeah. Mm. See that. Well, we will you know, finish out with him, though, won't we? You know, a cool way to watch The Prisoner would just be to like take all the scenes, like chop them up, put them in a blender, like of all the episodes, and, you know, see what you get. <laughs> God, there has to be someone who's done that. That's if, that's just crazy. That would just be like, be like crazy the art film ever. <laughs> I mean, it probably wouldn't be terribly hard to like make video files out of just individual scenes, since you know you have those clear cuts for the commercials and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm I I'm not the person to do that, but yeah, it it does sound like a interesting no. Now you have for, to for someone who's like OCD enough. Now you have to. You've said it. No, I, I, I'm the, I'm just the progenitor of the idea. You found your, you found your gateway to become an influencer, and that's it. 
no, no that, that's where the Steve Jobs or the, <laughs> uh, the Thomas Edison comes in. They don't come up with the initial idea, right? They just, uh, you, know, you need a name later. for it. They steal a it. Catchy name for it. You call it the chain gang order. Get it? You're like <laughs> trapped and it's a chain and it's a bunch of links that are random. It's a chain gang order. Okay, sure. It sounds like you have a lot more stock in this now than I do. So I'm passing the, you can run with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll put it on the pile of things I probably won't do, but might. It, it, it's one, I guess one thing that's fun about the show, especially as you start piling on the episodes is never quite being able to figure out what's going on in number six's head, which of course is what's, you know, driving everyone else crazy too. Right. So <laughs> like I, at this point, I'm like, well, I'm assuming he probably doesn't trust Nadia from the get-go and just doesn't have much else to do. <laughs> yeah, he's like an angry tease. I don't know how to call. I don't know what to call that. Like, am I giving him too much benefit of the doubt as kind of just being like, I know I'm going to get shafted at the end. That's that's why he works all the time thing. He was just waiting for it, you know? Well, he's yeah, after- he's always kind of... He looks like he always wants to like wink at the camera, but never does. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like the I I do feel like he's sort of like, <laughs> but it's also you have to remember that he pitched and developed the show himself as a vehicle for him. So, yeah, he probably doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the actor that is. Oh, I'm sure that the actor, but I'm I'm trying to talk like you know character wise, you know. Yeah, I'm. I feel like it's almost the same. Like, can you divorce Patrick McGoon from number six is like, or is that just supposed to be him? Cause he doesn't have a name, right? Maybe his name is Patrick McGoon. He is a name. He doesn't have a number. That's what, what is his name though? Oh, they don't say his name. He it's Patrick McGoon. That's what it is. It's him. <laughs> That's why like, it's... Hey, I solved the mystery. We can end this podcast now. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a documentary. First season of Survivor. Yeah, sure. Why not? I never saw there, Survivor. I still I mean either. I still think I can claim that I haven't seen a reality show. I watched some of what was the surreal life? I, I guess. I don't know. I haven't seen it. That was just like Flavor Flav and like uh, Gary Coleman. I don't know. Some people were in the Oh, the th- this is funny. Who are like uh, D-list celebrities intentionally? Yeah, I was at work. Um, this was at work a few years ago, actually. I was saying something about Flavor Flay rapping, and and someone else was like, "What Flavor Flay was in a band?" It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's you know whose fault that is. That he has that perception is one hundred percent Flavor Flay's fault. Paul McCartney, he's that guy in Wings, right? Do you remember when Flavor Flay? like took um like 15 or 20 years to make a solo record did he and then it just wasn't good was it better in chinese democracy by guns and roses i haven't seen it <laughs> i mean heard it i'm sorry i haven't heard chinese democracy um so i guess flavor flavor's solo album 2006 just think imagine, about that just imagine faceless corporate rock with like a raspy axle screeching over it that's like, wasn't it, isn't it something like weirdly prog? I don't know. I, I actually did hear it, but it's so you, so you don't know. Why well, <laughs> haven't heard... listened to it. I don't believe anybody has. Uh, no, actually it might be true. They just wanted the Dr. Pepper. Wasn't it yeah. by you got a Dr. Pepper or something? Yeah, I think they were, it was like if 
if it ever comes out, everyone in, in, on Earth gets a free Dr. Pepper. Did you get your Dr. Pepper? I think I did, actually. <laughs> I think I did. And you have Axl Rose to thank for that. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Axl Rose. <laughs> um, where were we? I would probably get back to the prisoner here. Um, oh, yeah, I was thinking when he makes a speech, he, it would have been cool if he um, kind of did the Independence Day speech instead yeah <laughs> <laughs> sure why cool. not um i i i feel i guess this is on all the episodes but i was just watching this one particularly you know all of I, were there more announcements in the village than usual in this episode i don't think there were more than like the chess episode okay yeah i just started to feel like this is like a polite bbc version of mash or something mm. I, I feel like maybe there were I think maybe there was more polite conversation than usual, or maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just getting a little bit tired of number six hanging out and number two coming up, rolling up and talking to him. And that's that, that one scene has happened in every single episode. I think number that's number two doesn't have anything else to do. What else is number two? I mean, do? If you're the number two, you should probably be really busy making a society work or something. I don't know. Passing not- laws. That's not number two's job. Uh, they elect eating, people to make laws. Remember, they have like elections. Experimenting on criminals. <laughs> experimenting on innocent people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, here, I got some real workers. I've always been like, um, I don't know. I mean, could you live in the village? Seems seems chill right but then they're like oh the whiskey's non-alcoholic i was like ooh, and it costs and it costs credits have we have we learned about credits yet i feel like we kind of haven't no Wasn't i it don't sort of everything free before um well i guess yeah it's this is this is how the ubi goes i guess maybe it's something like they reset him this time and they decided you, to did I say try, right? try credits ubi, UBI universal yeah you didn't say uti don't worry What's the B stand for? Basic. Basic. Okay. Sorry, I just I said it and I was like, was that actually correct? <laughs> it is correct, and it's the only way for a society to survive. Anyway, um, I forgot what I was saying. I've got my my train of thought. It's just I tried to quickly change the subject, and it made my brain crash, and I don't know what I'm saying. Um, anyway, more brainwashing, <laughs> uh, balls. Balls screaming, balls getting people, swimmers. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they have the little tiny rovers. Tiny. Yeah, that was fun. They were all like <laughs> carrying her around. Yeah, yeah. So a t- tiny rover is pretty cute. I still can't. You think they were excited to, to carry like a lady around yes. in a bikini? Of course they were. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they were balls. Um <laughs> I'm thinking at this point if um if number six is a bit of kind of a Stone Age MacGyver, because in this mm. one he builds a tomahawk in like twenty seconds and they build that boat like in about one minute, it seems. So do you think that Nadia was under their control before she tried to escape? Yes. You think so? It was that part of the thing. Do you think that she was she had to try to escape and then because you know she was going through the whole, uh, that whole suicide watch thing, 
Well, I mean, at this point, it doesn't even matter which which point she sells out. She could have sold out before she came to the village. She could have sold out after she's tried to escape. It doesn't really matter. No, not really. Well, <laughs> but it doesn't. It doesn't. But also, it does. It's kind like, of like, what is the story we just watched? Well, let's say it happened after she escaped, and um, number six, you know, yeah. like even before, he's like, maybe he's like, oh, I can trust you at this point, but probably, you know, not. I'll, I I still need to be ready not to or something. It like, seems like he's has a real problem trusting people who have already been abducted and experimented on. <laughs> that seems to be something that he really that's like his gambling problem. I think that's a good rule of thumb, don't. I mean, it, honestly, in this episode, like it's almost like he he doesn't do that much screaming except, you know, I mean, there's a few he's got to scream a bit, but in general he's kind of just going with blowing <laughs> this episode. <laughs> yeah, he screams, "Yet, yet." yeah uh, uh anyway so there's a piece of trivia i left off the trivia did you know that that scene where nadia comes over to his house and they're kind of like getting real close almost dancing and you don't see her face for a while and you just see the back of someone's head yeah who's that then patrick mcguin's daughter oh okay that's he had her creepy. stand in so it didn't get romantic <laughs> that's okay <laughs> I guess that's it, the method you could take. It, reading that before I saw the episode, it was incredibly obvious. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't see that beforehand. So, um, I yeah. Huh. Well, there are a couple <laughs> of other things where someone talks and someone else's voice comes out, but that was the uh, that was the weird, the weird but one. Anyway, I, I still wrote the the note as Patrick into redheads question mark. So maybe it didn't quite work. Yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, woodworking. Do you like woodworking? Oh, God, no. Although Nagano is a place for it. I it don't the... I don't think I've ever really done anything that be considered woodworking unless you consider it when I've fixed things. I don't know. I've, uh, you know, I was in the Boy Scouts. We did, yeah, we actually, you know, we build large wooden towers and stuff. So, I've, I mean, I've done that. As far as like that's right. Didn't you build a bridge? Oh yeah, I yeah. I guess bridge, woodwork. That, that's not that's not really that's more like you said. It's construction, not woodwork. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the most I've done is taking a pocket knife to like a piece of wood to make something sharp and and then murder somebody with it. So. Uh, yeah. But was be, did you stain it first? With blood, yeah. Okay, that counts. I stained anything? I don't know. Uh, it's cherry wood then. Yeah, where I am in Nagano, though, woodworking is a big thing. That's why they make a bunch of guitars in Matsumoto, because the woodworkers were like, they were drafted to start making guitars. They weren't guitar makers, they were woodworkers, but they're like, oh, we can work that out. So, anyway, this wasn't your first time watching this episode. It's been a long time since I've seen it before, though. I didn't, like, remember. I, I Do you remember the twist? Honestly, I think I mix this up with a different episode that d spends a notable amount of time off the island. Whereas actually, this one in the end doesn't spend any time off the island, does it? They just they just bounce nope. around in a box for a day or so. I did really, really like the fact that they kind of kept cutting between them opening the box and them being in the box. Like it was misdirecting me to think that oh, it's going to be like they open a different box and they're somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But then they actually were in the room with the the British guys, and then. Um, the uh, the one guy, what was he? Colonel F, Colonel J. I, I should have kept that. I should have kept those notes up. Yeah. Oops. 
Whoops. So uh, we're the Colonel J. Ex- I got it right. Okay, just edit that out. We're the no, we're the <laughs> external. We're the external shots, just like in his imagination. Then, or did I, they kind of like drive yeah. around the Polish countryside or Lithuanian countryside for a little while, or what? Did they take I him out of the would, village? I don't think they ever showed an actual shot of like London, did they? They showed a um, pick, they showed the the delivery truck driving on a country lane. Yeah, that was the village. I think I think it was implied that the whole thing was a misdirect. Like they're nowhere near, they're not necessarily anywhere near Poland or Lithuania. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I guess that. When when does she give that information? That's after her capture. I, yes, I think so because she gets captured pretty early, right? Like they don't really talk a whole lot until after she gets captured. Which again, you really needs to work on that. Uh, so So yeah i guess you probably got mind twonked at that point as i said doesn't really matter in the end does it so so uh, i I was like close to not being able to handle the british guy yelling at him for a really long time it was like oh god why is he was just being gaslit but it's like his his old his old british friend was just gaslighting him relentlessly to make him tell him why he quit which i starting to really wonder why that matters that much (laughs) oh you know maybe maybe we'll get to that later or not i don't know maybe or maybe i do know you don't know what i know i don't know what you know you're just like a mystery like number six a mystery man although it is kind of like you know he thought they'd hire him again but but they won't he's finished at that job That's true. He is finished at that job. He definitely will not work for those people again. Bridge has been burned if it wasn't before. Well, like imagine the- you're at your new job and then you're put into a box and then <laughs> allegedly rescued and then you you show up in a room with like your old boss and then and he just like starts yelling at you. you but he doesn't believe that you were abducted and then he asks you something and then you find out that he, he was actually working for the people who abducted you. Yeah, you'd probably never work for that guy again. To be fair, number and as we've seen every week in the intro, that you know Patrick McGoon was yelling at him last time. So that is true. So I he kind of deserves it. I'm going to say that Patrick McGoon is a yeller. Mm. A yeller or a shouter? I guess a yeller. What's the difference between yelling and shouting? I don't think there is a difference. I think shouting is like you could shout like across across a field to get relay something to somebody and yelling is more like you're in a room with them and you're like what kind of coffee is this Mm, okay that's yelling what if i'm gonna holla i think that's like that can mean a few things but usually it means that you are propositioning someone really okay via text holla i mean holla at your boy yeah yeah that's not that's not that's not (laughs) that's just like say hi Okay, see, I, I thought that the hollering, though, was actually yelling or shouting. I'm not quite sure which. I think that would be, like, drunk. It could That, that's, that one could mean a few things. That's drunken noise. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> drunken hooting and hollering. That's that's when it's there, that. Yeah, yeah. Hooting, hooting and, and hollering. hollering. Yeah, we worked out that mystery. Good for us. Um, so anyway, did you know that Big Ben is the clock but not the tower? That's um, it. Trivia's over. Thanks. Okay. I know. I, honestly, I've never thought about if Big Ben was the clock or the tower. 
So now I know. So. <laughs> or do you think that she was talking about something else when she kept calling him Big Ben? Yeah, I, I don't know. Big ben, Big Ben's her <laughs> dealer, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you or get big, some, get big some skag from Big Ben. It, it's kind of like a you know Peter Rabbit, right? Uh, I was like joking. I was trying to like see if my junior high students would notice. So I just call, started calling him Peter the Rabbit. And then Did like, they notice? No, I don't think so. And then later, my coworkers I was there Peter the Rabbit. That that sounds like a Russian gangster. <laughs> so pizza the rabbit. It kind of does actually. <laughs> Very astute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that's why I'm bringing it up. That's a good point. <laughs> um, I I think we've already done some some hollering about it. But uh, what what exactly is the mind game in this episode? Um, I mean, you mentioned inner, that maybe he should stop about, trusting MK victims, MK ultra victims. But I mean, that's the real one. But there's also just, uh, I guess, don't. It's kind of tricky. I, I mean, it it does, didn't really follow like a romantic plot, but I feel like maybe it was supposed to mimic a romantic plot. So maybe it's like don't trust, don't trust a dame. <laughs> I hope I, it's not like don't trust a foreigner. <laughs> 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 don't trust a foreigner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe now there there would be more of that, but <laughs> since there's a Brexit. Yeah, well in this one he kind of like um like he's kind of going with the flow more like, haha, you can't get me this time. But they, they do come the closest to actually getting the answer in this one so far, don't they? He's like in mid sentence when he figures it out. <laughs> you mean what do you mean the answer is in he comes closest to figuring? Oh, they come closest to breaking him. Well, yeah, and he's very but, casual yeah, about it. It like, was just a yeah, it was a different um, balance. But I can't help but think of it as the second episode because <laughs> it aired second. So I think yeah. that's kind of poisoned my mind because I'm thinking like, what if this was. There's such a nice symmetry of the the second number two is also the last number two. Well, I guess you're like a BBC executive in the 60s then. Oh, no. Am <laughs> I? Oh, is that why? Oh, no. That's obviously right. your mindset. There's symmetry. You don't understand. <laughs> I did like, though, that... Um, Ring a theory. One, one Sorry, of, yeah, the first half of the episode was almost like number six seeing his own experience, right? So, like you said, that's kind of cool. It's all like this, it's almost fitting that I started accidentally watching in the middle of the first episode again. <laughs> like it kind of works for this episode, you know? Like because I, I, you don't see the hospital this time, but you, I, again, I was like reminded of the how whack that hospital is, you know? Yeah, and how many contests at this point has number six won? He won an election. Mm-hmm. Did he win something? He won a chess game. He won an election. Uh, he's a he winner. won the art show. He's a winner. I feel like this this is a participation trophy situation. Like that's it's not going to work on him. Like you can't. Like the thing to do with number six is to give him the tournament over and over, and then keep putting him at like second place behind someone who's clearly better at the thing than him. It's like the George Carlin joke where he has the idea of. I think I think people in the Miss America pageant should have to keep competing until they win. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it should really, be like the 
says it'll get you... really creepy after 35 years or something. <laughs> or like, what do you, yeah, what do you call it when it's like you do the, the tournament until there's nobody left? It's like Battle Royale. Yeah, it's, yeah, Battle Royale beauty pageant. Let's make that happen. Will, will the winner be beautiful by that point? No, I mean, it has to play out over like a week. Oh, it's not it like a giant just keep cat going. fight? So like, like, it's, a, it's a hunger game. They call them hunger games, Mark. Yeah, then the last one is like, we'll feel really bad. I never saw the It'll hunger games. It'll come down games. to two people. I saw the, I saw the first either. half of the first one, and then when they left the city, it got really boring, and I stopped watching. I mean, isn't it just Battle Royale? Like, Battle Royale rules. I don't want to see anything that's like, if I want to watch Battle Royale, I'm going to watch Battle Royale. I wanted to see the trippy future city, and after that, I was I was done. Even though I was only like forty minutes in. I mean, you could see trippy future city, or you could see like brutal Japanese gym teacher or whatever. I mm-hmm. <laughs> choose the latter. A- anyway, this is this is more of the um, participation trophy. Of course, you want to make you want to keep number six happy because he's not, or try and make him happy. Maybe that's the thing they're it's- trying to force him to be happy. I think it's this thing where they are trying to patronize him, which will just keep throwing him off guard. Right. Yeah. You know, like extent. he knows what's going on. He knows, he knows exactly what's going on. Like they're not, I don't think they're really blowing his mind by making an art show where everyone is drawing number two, even though number two won't even be here next week. Yeah, but he'll be back eventually. So the art, the art lasts. Do you see this art in other episodes? No, you see that number two in our episode, but everyone's like, oh, he's back. And I, I already have his commemorative poster. So hmm. that's covered. They don't have to get another one. They've already got it. Hmm. Would you Interesting put, theory. Would you, would you put number two art up in your house? Yeah, actually, I totally would put number two <laughs> art in my house. <laughs> but maybe I just, should I just like commission a painting that's like the last supper, but it's just all the number twos? At a table. Ooh, that's a good idea too. I'm definitely. I don't even have the talent to do that one. So, I don't even have the money to commission it. So, oh well, somebody a- listeners, there you go. Free idea. Free ideas all day here. Yeah, but um, I I guess that's the thing. You give you keep giving him like little responsibilities, and you're hoping he'll eventually take ownership of the thing and be like, it's my village. Ha ha. Yeah, it seems clearly like a. Uh, what do you call it? Alternative education thing? Like someone, it's like someone, uh, did you ever see the show Oz? Uh, no. Well, it was I mean, like this it. maximum security prison thing. And then one of the main characters is this guy who just believes in rehabbing the prisoners. And he's always trying to like give them more freedom and whatever. And it like basically doesn't, it's not framed like this is a complete failure, but like there is a lot of killing in that show. And like uh, somebody blows up the cafeteria and they find someone's skeleton that was in the wall. <laughs> no, it's like hilariously tragic. See, I, I stopped watching Prison Break with season three. Like that's where, like, the, uh, I'm not, I mean, it's not, you know, whatever, it's Prison Break, but um, I didn't see it at all. That's when they're in like the Guatemalan prison, right? And I'm like, this isn't realistic. It's got the inmates running everything. There's guards are only like on the outside or whatever, right? Doesn't it have and, like, those the... two guys who are in the Flash who are like the only good thing about the Flash? Yes, okay. um, <clears throat> I, I like the first season of Flash, but then they just get yeah. in the first season again and again, and now they're on the... eight times. 
The third season made me so angry that I almost just stopped when they killed his girlfriend just to try and believe that she's going to stay dead. Spoilers. She doesn't stay dead. Wow, they didn't kill the Flash's girlfriend and keep her dead forever. <laughs> Shock. You know, spoiler. It. Here's a spoiler. They just, it's always a speedster and shit sucks after season three. So, do. No way. Don't watch no, I, past season two. No, I stopped in the middle of season three on that one. Um, I th- Good I th- move. I think of the comics, his wife stays dead or something. Yeah, comics are like, but I mean, comics also would just bring her back with God particles or whatever. Okay. Yeah, it's comics. You do that. Um, yeah. There's also been like eight flashes in the comics, I think. Prison break. Oh, I was just going to say, it turns out that um, prisons are that like wild in Central America sometimes. So it wasn't unre- completely unrealistic. Okay. So I mean, you're saying I, I should? Are you saying I should watch Prison Break and it's better than The Flash? Oh no, Flash is better than Prison Break. Ooh, season one of The Flash is better than Prison Break. Uh, I don't okay. know. I you know what? I, I went. I, I, I haven't. The, I haven't seen Oz because I went through like ten years, like where I'm just like I can't be bothered to like commit to a TV show. Then they started putting out Star Trek again. So it's really kind of a thing where there's a whole HBO thing that I think it's just like they make the most brutal shows with likable characters in them. I mean, euphoria is like my favorite show in years. And that basically is like Oz in high school. There's just, I mean, (laughs) there's just dicks everywhere and it's like drugs everywhere and people screaming at each other while they're crying. And I mean, I still haven't seen past season one of breaking bad and the Blu-ray set right there. That was like (laughs) the show that got me watching television again after years of just ignoring television. Well, when I get the, I, I can, I have the ability to easily watch Breaking Bad, but I just, I haven't gotten around to it. You know, that's just I, how it works, right? It's a commitment. It's like what, yeah. five seasons? And then, I, and then after that, I probably have to go watch Better Call Saul, another commitment, also five seasons now, I think. And maybe you should watch that first. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, there's a bunch of stuff that they do in Better Call Saul where they do weird foreshadowing that just seemed like, oh, whatever. You you won't know if anybody dies if you watch Better Call Saul for the most part. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Anyway, you could be one of the few people who did that. I have the option of doing that. So, although I have seen season one of Breaking Bad, but it's uh, it never uh, to me the whole thing is good. No, I'm sure. Although that is again with the prisoner, that's nice thing about a prisoner. It's like nice and encapsulated. It's like here it is. That's it. There's Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a bit of a commitment, and that's it, right? So. Well, yeah, the thing is, I, I don't know if it was really a thing before that, but when Breaking Bad came out, the fact that it lasted six seasons and the episodes, I think the seasons were like eight episodes long, was they were shorter than what I was used to. Although that might be because I just spent like 10 years not watching TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's weird it, how uh, America eventually adopted the British model, you know? Yeah, and going back and watching Deep Space Nine and being like, "Oh my God!" It's like I'm, I'm, I really enjoyed it, but, but the, Why the is sheer there so much? twenty-six episodes of forty-four minutes each f- over the course of seven seasons or whatever it is, just like uh, it makes you kind of like a little bit angry when there's a bad episode, <laughs> like um, the yeah. what the, the 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 that one that one episode that's bad. Profit and lace. A, oh, as well say it was a fringy episode. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, they're yes, good that, fringy episodes, that, but 
Yeah, there are a couple. The Magnificent Ferengi is a good one, but yeah, Prophet Ice is particularly awful. Arguably, the Magnificent Ferengi might be the best episode of the series. <laughs> I, I Ferengi episode. It Yay. is a pause. That is an argument that could be made. And anyway, only a paper moon. Hey, uh, this episode of the Prisoner. I guess we're finished on that because now we're talking about Flash and Deep Space I'd, Nine. But I, I don't think this is the best episode of the Prisoner. But it was really fun. Yeah, I don't know. This one, as we're recording these, it's been a while since I watched the last episode, right? So, um, I don't know. I was kind of grooving on it this time, maybe because we took a few weeks off from watching it, so it's a little fresh again, maybe? That helps. Yeah. So maybe week to week's not the best thing with the show. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should just wait a few months before we do the next one. Oh, yeah. So, we're timeless. We don't, we don't, I don't even know when this is airing, but... Uh, you can find this and other podcasts huh. at Podcastio Podcastius. We talk about sci-fi films, Twilight Zone. Some other folks talk about Pokemon and Monster Hunter. You can you can find us there, I'm sure. Um, Mark, you're on some of those podcasts. I don't even know what else. Indeed, you, you want to plug? I guess you can. You can, me. F- you can find me on uh, episode thirteen of Game Game Show. I think it is. Mm. Maybe maybe thirteen. It's somewhere in there. Number lucky thirteen. Um, that, that's why you won. Yes, sure, I won. <laughs> <laughs> it's golf, golf scoring. Um, you can find me at stunrunner.bandcamp.com for electro clash synth punk type stuff. Okay. Um, hey everyone, Th- thank you for listening today to Time Enough Podcast because that's where you are. Wait, you, you said listening. time enough podcast. Yeah, I was trying to blow your mind like you thought you were in one podcast, but you're really like in a <laughs> different one. <laughs> it is different, isn't it? What kind of imbecile do you think I am? Thank you.